Hi friends, and welcome to the She Lives Purposefully podcast, a place for you to be encouraged and equipped in your walk with Christ. I'm your host, Megan. Hello friend and welcome or welcome back to the She Lives Purposefully podcast. I am so thankful that you are here. I'm so excited for today's episode. It's going to be so powerful. I'll talk about it later too, but it's something that I have been working on in my own life and something that is so needed. But I wanted to say thank you for listening today. Thank you for all of your listens, subscribes, reviews, and shares. It is so mind-blowing. The podcast has been in the top 50 Spotify religion and spirituality charts for months and it's held the top 24 at least a month today, the day that I am recording this. It's number 15 in the United States and number 33 in Australia, which is so wild. Thank you so much for sharing these podcasts that you're encouraged by with your friends, with your family, with other women in your life to encourage and equip them in their walk with Christ. And as the podcast stays in the charts, it's able to grow. I've gotten so many messages from women in my DMs people who found it in the charts just found it on Spotify, found it on Apple Podcasts, and that is because you are sharing it with people. So the algorithm, whatever it is that's happening over there in the charts is keeping the podcast up and visible. So thank you, thank you, thank you for not only helping the podcast to grow, but for having and helping other women find the podcast so that it can be an encouragement to them. Thank you. Okay, so today's podcast, we are talking about surrender. In this culture, in our world, we are so told that we have control over our lives, our circumstances, and that we can do anything. But our guest today knows really well and wants to share with the world that this guise of being self-sufficient, organized, high-achieving can really just be an obsession with control. But ultimately, one way or another, we will all learn that we don't have control and trying to obtain it will run us dry. So what do we do? We surrender. Tara of Tara Sun Ministries is the podcast host of Truth Talks with Tara. She's the author of Surrender Your Story. She is a wife and she is a mama. And her mission is to help you know, love, and live God's word. And oh my, does she do it so well. She is such a joy to follow on Instagram and listen to on her podcast. Okay, I'm so excited for this conversation. But before we dive in, in this podcast, I will mention mindsets that have helped me that um, I have learned or been reminded of in counseling. So I wanted to take this opportunity before we dive in to tell you about a sponsor, Faithful Counseling. Faithful Counseling is an online Christian counseling service. As you sign up, Faithful Counseling will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist who is a practicing Christian. I am currently in counseling and I am so thankful for it. But what is so crucial is that my counselor is a Bible-believing Christian who always brings me back to Christ in every single thing that we talk about. Faithful counseling is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. We all need to talk to someone and Faithful Counseling can help. You can visit faithfulcounseling.com backslash She Lives Purposefully and get the professional faith-based counseling that you deserve. And She Lives Purposefully podcast listeners get 10% off of their first month at faithfulcounseling.com backslash She Lives Purposefully. Thanks again to Faithful Counseling for sponsoring this episode and let's start this conversation. 
Tara, thank you so much for coming on the She Lives Purposely podcast. It is such an honor to have you on here, and I'm just so excited for our conversation. But before we dive in, can you just introduce yourself for those who don't know you? And if you don't know her, get to know her, hop on, follow her, (laughs) all the things. But yeah, could you introduce yourself for us? Yes, Megan, thank you for having me here. I am a big fan of the She Loves Purposely podcast, (laughs) a big fan of you. And so this is such an honor to be on the show today and share your friends and your space. So thank you. Um, Yes, my name is Tara. Um, I go by Tara Sun online, but my middle name is actually Sun. A lot of people think it's my last name, but kind of like my little my little trick um but <laughs> so Tara Sun I have an Instagram page I have my own podcast called Truth Talks with Tara um very similar in the way that we just unpack scripture and talk about life with amazing guests and um also an author um to my first book that's releasing on March 7th called Surrender Your Story mm-hmm. Ditch the Myth of Control and Discover Freedom in Trusting God um and so that's coming out very soon which I'm so excited to talk about today it's really like my heart on on paper um and i'm really looking forward to seeing what god does with it um most importantly though i am a wife and a mom a wife to my high school sweetheart michael and a mom to my almost one-year-old boy hunter which i cannot believe but those are my proudest and most special titles in life um yeah we live and serve the lord in oregon so like very far left usa a lot of people don't know where that is i think it's really funny but very (laughs) very west coast um but yeah just living small town life out here and um so, so blessed. Wow. No, thank you so much for that. I love that you said that too. Like wife and mom are your proudest titles. That's so sweet. Oh my gosh. And yeah, your family is just so precious. I love seeing all the updates and (laughs) all the things. Um, But okay. I am so excited for today's conversation. Um, We talked about this a little bit before, but it's something transparently I'm working through right now, just releasing control, surrendering to the Lord. Um, And it's something that I didn't think that I struggled with until things started to fall out of my control and I was like wait I have a problem with like wanting to control everything um and whether you know that's life things maybe it's business things whatever it is just like holding tight so I think that yeah surrendering and letting go of control is a hard topic for our society to hear you know we're really obsessed with and you'll talk about this too but just really being able to do all the things achieve all the things and make it happen and it's our way or the highway um But in this book, you talk about how it is surrendering is so central to the Christian life. And so can you just elaborate a little bit specifically, you know, as Christians, why is surrender so important? And yeah, what does that what does that mean specifically? Yes, because, you know, when I was on this journey of figuring out what surrender looked like, not only for my life, but from a biblical perspective, I realized that, like you said, it's at the heart of what it means to be a Christian. We read in Luke 9, 23, when Jesus tells his disciples, he said, if you want to follow me, you need to take up your cross daily and deny yourself. Mm. And when we look at what that means, when God says you need to take up your cross, he says, you need to count the cost of following me. So back in Jesus's time, people knew that crucifixion was a thing on the cross. So people would understand that reference of you need to count the cost to know that like the Christian life is not going to be easy. It's going to be worth it, but it's not going to be easy. It could lead you to death. Like, you know, on a cross, it could lead you to persecution. It could lead you to all of these things. Right. And then he says, you need to deny yourself or die to yourself, Mm -hmm. which when we look at what the biblical meaning of that means, it doesn't mean to obviously just like end your life. It means to actually 
lay down your rights, surrender. Like, so that's where the idea of surrender comes from. Jesus is saying that this is the prerequisites to being a Christian is you need to basically surrender your own personal rights and control Mm -hmm. and instead entrust them to God. And like you said, Megan, it's such a hard thing for us to hear, not only in today's culture, but it's like a human problem that Adam and Eve had a problem of control. They didn't want to listen to God. They didn't trust that he was good in the garden. So they took control. They took that initiative to eat from that tree that they weren't supposed to do. So although it's been a problem since, you know, the beginning of the world, this is something that I got is so cool because it's something that has been so prevalent in our culture, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you hear messages of do whatever you can, nothing stopping you. You go after it, hustle, 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 like never rest. Like um, some people even say manifest your destiny. If you think on positive things, it'll happen. And okay, that might sound good on the surface, but they're actually like lies from the enemy and from the world that are really hurting our souls. When Jesus says that actually the way of the Christian, the way of the most abundant life in John 10, 10, that he says he came to bring is not found in holding on, but actually letting go, which is so countercultural, right? No, I love that. I love that you, yeah, said too, like how it can actually be harmful, like wanting to control everything. I think we have this mindset that like, if we've got it, you know, everything's going to be good. That's probably the best way that life can happen. Like we're just holding on, but it actually can be harmful and keep us from this like abundance that we can have in Christ and fully seeing like what he can do in our lives. And if we're holding on too tight to something else. And I love that you said too, I wrote it down, um, that Adam and Eve didn't trust that God was good in the garden, which led to, Mm -hmm. you know, a hard, or I guess a lack of surrender or not surrendering, not obeying. And I think that mindset is such a big part of it. Um, so Mm -hmm. I would love to talk about that too. Like what does trusting God look like practically for us? One thing that comes to mind just when you said that is like our mindset about, you know, what we think, who we think we're surrendering to and like giving all of that to. So what can it look like, I guess, kind of in our mindset or just practically to trust the Lord and to surrender to Mm -hmm. the Lord? Yeah. You know, it's funny because I, when I've read a lot of books, everyone kind of comes back to that original story in the garden. And it's like a lot of stuff happened and originated from there. And that's Mm -hmm. why we have a lot of the, the tendencies and the proclivities that we have today. And so just looking at Adam and Eve, like they didn't understand God and they didn't understand his word. Okay. Um, and that, like that misunderstanding led to a distrust of God. Okay. So they didn't know who he was and they didn't actually understand when God had told them, like, don't eat from this tree. They let the enemy speak into their lives because they didn't have a full grasp on who God was. And when you don't know who God is, when you don't know his word, when you don't have that like hidden in your heart, then when things like messages from the enemy or messages from the world about manifesting or that you're in control come into picture, if we don't know God's word, we are going to easily follow them and we're going to easily, easily distrust them. And so I think it definitely comes from a point of knowing who God is and then also just knowing his promises and being able to, in the book, in chapter four, I actually, it's all about trusting God's timing. It's all about getting to know how to practically trust the Lord. But just a little sneak peek, there is this Hebrew word that talks about what it actually means to trust. When they say trust in the Lord with all your heart in Proverbs 3, there's a specific word, which I don't want to give the whole thing away because it's just so deep and rich, but it's basically just this idea of attaching yourself to God 
that when you trust God, it's not like, okay, well, I say I trust God, right? With my, with my head, but you actually trust God with your heart and with your hands because you are so intimately connected to him. You've attached yourself so closely to him that you know him so intimately that when good times and bad times happen, you're close to him and you can trust him. It doesn't make it easier, right? Because trusting God is always going to be difficult. But just this idea of having just this close proximity with the Lord really, really aids in our trust of him. Yeah, no, I love that. That reminds me, I'm going through this Hosanna Revival devotion right now, and I'm totally blanking on the name, but <laughs> I'll yeah. link it to, um, but it, it does talk about how a huge part of, or like, I guess, you know, the part of being able to surrender and trust the Lord is these tried and true classic things like diligently seeking him, praying, praising, mm-hmm. like reading the yeah. word and forming that relationship with him so that you can really know him and really mm-hmm. trust him there, you know, like in yeah. in response. And I think that's such a big part of it because I think one big mindset that we have to switch is is we sometimes don't like when we imagine ourselves like surrendering or releasing control it's almost like we think we're just passing it off to you know I don't know like some intern angel or something and it's like no like (laughs) this is God like he knows the end from the beginning he knows every person all of their emotions their mindsets their bodies everything that's going to happen everything Mm -hmm. he can be everywhere at once you know Mm -hmm. and he is for you and he loves you and I think really like learning that knowing that and spending time with him is is so huge in actually being able to be like all right then I trust you just like I think it would be a human relationship like the more that you get to know somebody the more you can trust them or not trust them but like right right it was perfect you know um that's yeah that's so huge so I love I love that you were saying that yeah you really hit the nail on the head there it's like honestly, like we can just be really frank here. Like if you truly, if someone truly knows God and who he is and has a like wholesome, genuine encounter with him, you can't help but trust him or just have this holy fear and reverence for him. But if you don't, then maybe you don't really know the Lord, right? Because when we know the Lord for who he is, it inspires, you know, through the help of the Holy Spirit and the conviction of our hearts to really want to follow him. Like it inspires holy awe and fear and reverence and trust because God's character has proven that. And so I think the more we know him, it just aids in that. And it really helps us to be like, okay, Lord, even in the difficult things, like you have proven yourself in the past, you've proven proven yourself in the present. So then I know you can prove yourself in the future. And that is so, so essential. I also love Megan that you talked about, like people think that surrender is just kind of like, like, I don't know, I'm just like letting it go. And like, I just, it's really passive. Right. But I think one of my biggest hopes and prayers for people that read this book is that they would realize that surrender isn't passive. It's actually one of the most active things you can do in the mm. Christian life. And so for those who are maybe listening, they're like, well, I'm like a real like active person. Like I don't like sitting around. Like I don't really like doing anything even in my, in my faith that doesn't like produce results or this or that. And surrender feels like I'm just waving the white flag and giving up and just sitting like, you know, on my hands. Right. But surrender is the one of the most active things you can do because surrender involves trust, which is very active. Yeah. It involves patience. It involves um, dependence. It involves just all of these things that are active things that you can actually like there are things we can do in the waiting because a lot of times it's like, okay, Lord, I'm giving you this or that. So I'm throwing it up to you. And what am I supposed to do down here? We have lots we can do down here, which shouldn't be an overwhelming thing, but it should be a reminder that it's like, God's got what he's got. 
And then I got to follow him with what he's revealed just day by day, you know, just walking behind a leader um, and kind of taking the overwhelm away from it. Cause sometimes it can be overwhelming. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love that you said that too, because I think, and I have found this true in my own life. And I mentioned this before, but just in counseling, even it's such an encouragement and recognizing that like my desire to control things that are completely out of my hands does lead to complete exhaustion. Like it's overwhelming, it's exhausting. And then it's such a distraction too from what the Lord actually has for you to do, to grow in, to walk in, whatever it is. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think that's, I love that you were talking about how it can be like just very overwhelming or like exhausting. Because I think that is so true. It just leads to anxiety, to fear, all of it. And, And I think on the flip side, especially as children of God, it's not only like we should give it to him and like cast mm-hmm. it at his feet. But like we get to, like we get to release this control, you know? Um, and actually, and I, I love that you really emphasize that point there. It's not just like casting it off and like putting it, you know, into nowhere. A void or like, something. Yeah, void, like space. <laughs> it's actually giving it to somebody who is much more capable than me yes. to yes. handle it. And like, I'm not called to handle things that I can't control. Mm-hmm. I'm not really called to handle any of it. Like I'm called to yeah. bring it to him and walk in how he's gonna, he's gonna lead me. So I love, I love that you brought that up. Just this idea of like, it can be very overwhelming and almost push you down and and distract you from what God actually has for you in that season. Yeah. I think, um, this idea of control blinds us so much, whether it blinds us to the fact that we don't even realize we have a problem with control, because I'm just going to be super honest here. We all have a problem with control. Mm. Like you don't have to be type A planner, loving, organizing kind of person to feel like, oh, I have a problem with control. Like you can be the most laid back, whatever personality on the spectrum to have it. So the world will blind us in that way, but then it'll also blind us in a way where it's like, well, it's not that big of a deal. Or, you know, this is just the fast paced world we live in. And so it's very disorienting. And then, like you said, it leads us to keep striving, which mm. might like you might love that for a while because I have a lot and I've been like, okay, I love like, you know, I'm checking this task off. I'm doing yeah. this and doing that. Like I'm going to, I'm going to hit my goals and my timing. And like, and so for a while it can feel okay, but we are going to hit a point where we are doing things for ourselves or for our own kingdoms or just out of any other reason, except for doing it for the Lord, right? Doing things for ourselves, doing things just for the sake of doing things mm. instead of being with the Lord and trusting him to do it because honestly like the lord will let us get to a point sometimes where we find that exhaustion and that burnout and that's a moment where it's really hard but i found in my life to be like god's like tara like i have allowed you to come to this point but i've always been here but i'm waiting for you to come like like crawl back to me in dependence because that's another thing that the world will tell you is that you don't need anyone that you don't need um help that weakness is help that you don't need to rest you can sleep when you're dead right all these things <laughs> that people say right like i mean they're funny but like there's like people kind of believe them yeah. and the really awesome upside down kingdom countercultural truth about christ is that dependence is a gift and that's our power source and that if we are operating out of self-sufficiency which is the opposite of dependence we might get a little ways, but we're not going to reach the full potential that Christ has for us. And so I think sometimes I, you know, talk to myself and, you know, when I'm in my prayers, I'm like, okay, Lord, like if I am operating out of self-sufficiency, I am missing out of a lot of things that you have for me. And that's kind of a sad realization. And I'm like, okay, so if I'm going on my own way, I'm not following in your way. And ultimately I'm probably missing out on a lot. 
Well, I probably have already. So that's kind of a sobering thought for me. Oh my gosh. No, that's so good. I love that you said that, how we really are, like when we're choosing to do it our way or the highway, we're missing out actually on what God does have for us. It's so good. Such a good check and encouragement. I think like no matter what season of life you're in or what you may be Mm -hmm. wanting to control, like it's such a good check to know, like if I'm not giving this up to God, like then I'm not really walking in what he has and I'm missing out. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I love that you were talking about too, how we can sometimes almost enjoy being a little overwhelmed, like checking off all the things. And I think that's so true. I just wanted to say that too. It's like, we have this romantic idea of like hustle culture and you know yeah. like pure exhaustion and burnout even and just mm-hmm. like having to work 24 7 like I think we've really romanticized it as a culture when really like it's then just totally like you said eventually there will be real burnout but yes even yes. then like that can lead us to just the surrender and rest in the yeah. Lord I love that right I think I think it was John Mark Comer in The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. I think he said, if the devil can't make you sin, he'll make you busy. Mm. And I read that book last year and I'm like, oh. like it was in the middle of, let's see here. It was in the middle of like me, like I had finished my book, but then I was hustling on, on some other stuff. I'm like, Lord, that's a word because a big theme of Surrender Your Story is this idea of self-sufficiency and how we believe we're enough on our own and how that leads us to these some of these dangerous consequences, but then the beautiful gift and the flip side of depending on God mm. and how surrender isn't like you can still work hard and there's nothing like honestly, the Bible praises someone who works hard and is diligent. And actually in the Proverbs and the Psalms, like Solomon and David say, like, if you're a sluggard, if you're someone who's lazy, like, woe to you, like, it's not a good thing. But there's a difference between being, um, you know, someone who works hard and then someone who works out of self-sufficiency and doesn't trust God. Like there's a difference there. We just need to find that middle ground. And that middle ground is found in surrender, where surrender still enables you to work hard unto the Lord and, you know, to really achieve goals and dreams. But it also lays those dreams and those desires and that work, you know, at Jesus's feet and saying, okay, Lord, I'm going to, I'm going to follow you. But if you redirect me, I'm going to, I'm going to surrender that. I'm not going to hold on to that. And we're just going to follow where you lead. I think that's, that's the difference. Yeah. Oh, I, I love that. I think that's so good. And I think such, um, such an encouragement that I needed to hear because sometimes it can almost get confusing, you know, like, all right, does surrender, like you said earlier too, does that mean I just sit back and do nothing? Like, do I become lazy? Do I not work? You know, do I, you know, whatever it may be. Um, do I put no effort into something, but it's like, no, like the Bible never says like, yes, praise the sluggard or like good for them. It's like, no, that's not a good thing, but also not to be working out of self-sufficiency. Um, because we really can't, which is another thing I'd love to talk about too, is like, yeah, this, you know, idea of control, it's actually like a facade. Like we don't actually mm-hmm. have control at all. Um, yes. <laughs> but I, yeah, I just love that too, because I think there is like, we can go from one extreme to then the other extreme of like, all right, I'll do nothing then. And no, it's like, all right, dependence on the Lord, but also like mm-hmm. doing all things for his glory and like working, yeah. working for that. Um, but yeah, let's talk about too, just the facade of control. Like, Um, yeah, I guess, do you have any insight, encouragement Mm -hmm. in that area? I just feel like it's something too in counseling, just recognizing, you know, I think I have this control, but in reality, I don't have it at all. And we see that when things fall out of our control. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, do you have an encouragement? And I know you talk about this too, in your own experience, in your own life, when things are sort of, you know, coming out of your control and, and working with the Lord in that. Right. You know, first of all, I think, you know, for my own life, when I saw this, you know, 
facade, this myth, like I call it in the book of control. I saw it when I made plans, which again, nothing wrong with that. Planning is not a sin, um, but I made plans and then things were redirected, which I can, I can guarantee you that everyone listening, Megan, you have something in your life too, that you're like, okay, didn't go according to my plan. Okay. But we realize that we're not in control a lot of times when those things happen. Cause we're like, well, wait, like everything was going pretty good or, you know, planning like and it's not a bad thing, but then all of a sudden it just like kind of spirals and we realize, oh, like I'm not in control. Mm. And so then what we do is we try to crawl back up on that throne and make ourselves the Lord of our lives when Jesus says there's only one Lord of our lives who's in control. And so we try to strive and we try to make things happen. And we, we hold on when God says to go a different direction, we want to go the other direction because we're like, well, it's not a part of my plan. And so it's, it's funny because we read so much in scripture that God is the one who carries us, that God is the one who literally gave us our start. He's the one who created us. He's the one who saved us. And so if we think about that, even if we just think about the origin of who we are and our salvation, it's not of any works of ourselves that Ephesians 2 tells us. So why would we think that every other day besides, you know, after our salvation is of us when our literal origin of who we are started because of God's grace mm-hmm. and not because of us? And so it's funny that we think we're in control because we go about our days and sometimes things work out or, you know, we call it our lives, which God has given us our lives. But we're told in scripture that God is the one who's in control, that God is the one who is Lord, which means he is the master. He is the head planner. He's like the head honcho, like he is it. He is supreme. And so if we grasp that reality, we're like, well, when we try to be in control, it's making ourselves the master of our lives. Mm. And so really control is a myth because anything that we feel like we have control over, you know, God has it all in his hands, you know? And so I think it's a funny realization that we need to come to, and it may not sound that encouraging to those listening, but it's actually the most freeing thing in the world to know you're not in control. It doesn't mean that your life is spiraling out of control if you're not in control, but it means that you are held And you actually like your life can find sanity and you can find like this awesome superpower knowing that like your life is on track because you're held by a God who's in control, that your life is okay. And you have purpose and you have freedom and fulfillment, not because you're in control, but you're held by a God who is in control. Uh, No, that is just so good. All of it. I love it. And I, I think too, I love that you said, like, it doesn't mean that your life is spiraling out of control. And I think sometimes when we hold on so tight, whatever loss of control that we seem to have, it can feel like everything is spiraling. But when you know that ultimately the Lord is carrying your life and that he is in control, it's like, all right, everything around me might be moving and shifting and things I didn't expect, maybe even really hard things that are falling out of control. But like, I am not spiraling because the Lord holds it all. So I love that you said that. It's like, you know, the Lord is the one who's carrying all of it. So Mm -hmm. you're okay. Like no matter what is happening, which is such, just such a relief. Um, Right. And I I think one thing too, really quickly, sorry, but one thing I was thinking, I just, it's so fun to be able to like, just jive off of your conversation. Like you just keep bringing things to my mind. It's, it's so encouraging. Um, but one thing is like, like one tell that we have this like problem with control basically is if we are 
very moved and swayed by our circumstances mm. in life. Okay. So whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, especially the bad things, right? Because when bad things happen, we start spiraling and it's harder to trust the Lord. But when we find ourselves in that position and we have put too much faith in our circumstances, or we are swayed by a bad circumstance, like too much, or we're swayed by a good circumstance, like if circumstances are controlling our lives, it's a good indicator that we have a problem with control because we are putting our trust in our circumstances instead of our creator. So that is a really good tell. If maybe you're listening, you're like, I don't think I have a problem with control. If you are putting your trust in something else, then you, you do have a problem with control. And I think we all do. Right. So that's a, that's a really quick tell, which I feel like it's always, it's always going to be like, there's always something that we're wrestling, um, with our trust, right? Something's always competing with our trust. And so if circumstances sway us too much, it's because we're not grounded in the truth of God's word. And then circumstances we believe will control the outcome of our lives, whether they you know, come out good or bad instead of knowing that our creator controls our lives. And even if the circumstances are bad, we're still held and nothing can sway his will or his plans for our lives. Yeah, I I love, I love that so much. And it reminds me too of just something I heard in talking basically, yeah, exactly what you were saying in that if our trust is in a circumstance or that something won't happen or that something yeah. will happen, that can bring like so much cause for anxiety and fear and just control in general because we are putting all of our security in an area that's really not secure it's not guaranteed nothing in this world is guaranteed but the lord is guaranteed and the lord is secure so it's so important not to like not work for things or hope for things or whatever but that our hope is not in those things but it's in the lord instead i love that you said that because i think that's such an important distinction such an important point and a good check of like all right do i have a problem with control um Mm -hmm. because i think you mentioned it for yourself i know it's true for me i didn't think i did until i was like oh my gosh yes i do like i really (laughs) want everything like to go the way i want um yeah that's such a good check thank you for that I love that. yeah um and yeah. I think too like jumping off of that point kind of diving into when life is hard because I think it can be hard to surrender when things are good or maybe it's about um I don't know issues or things that aren't really big quote unquote like yeah um, yeah they can sometimes feel big but sometimes like life can feel really hard. And sometimes it Mm -hmm. can feel like, even though it's not true, that the Lord is not a good guide or it can feel like the Lord is not like holding everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And in chapter two of the book, you talk about um, being diagnosed with fibromyalgia um, and Mm -hmm. even how you blamed God for that. And I think it's, it's a hard area of life. It's a very, in the sense, in a sense, relatable, area where so many people I've known my own life in other areas have like blamed yeah. the Lord or been angry at the Lord. Um, so what was the hardest part about coming to terms with that path that God led you to, um, wasn't what you had planned for yourself and how would yeah. you encourage somebody in whatever they may be going through something that they really didn't expect? How would you encourage mm-hmm. them, encourage them in that, in that space? Yeah. You know, that was one of the hardest things for me to, come to grasp with because I just, I didn't understand why God would give me something, you know, especially at such a young age, I didn't understand. I'm like, Lord, I hadn't like, I mean, I'm a sinner. I recognize that, but I'm like, Lord, I haven't like, for me, I just have the sense of entitlement that it's like, Lord, I haven't really done anything that bad or I'm really young or, you know, there's all these things I had a plan and my, my plans weren't bad. And now this is messing everything up. Right. I think sometimes when 
our, our motivations aren't sinful. We do question like, God, why would you bring this about? Is it a punishment? I haven't, you know, my motivations are pure. There's a lot of these things that run through our minds. And so for me, I, I blamed him a lot for what I was going through because it just didn't make sense. It didn't line up because for me at that point in my relationship with the Lord, I didn't understand how something bad could be a part of his plan for my life. You know, you read passages like Jeremiah 29, 11, you read other passages in the New Testament as well that tell us that God has a really good plan for our lives, that we are God's chosen people. Ephesians 2, 10 says we were created for good works. And I'm like, this doesn't feel like a good work. Like, I don't know how this could be good work. And I had to come to the realization that God doesn't owe me anything. And yet he sent his son to give me grace and mercy on the cross. And so that does not mean that there are going to be, you know, sunshine and rainbows for the rest of my life. We still live in a broken world and we still live, live under the consequences of sin. But the, 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 the thing that God does is that he gave us grace and covering that he is our redeemer. So anything that will inevitably happen in this life that's bad, he promises to redeem it. You know, and some people will say, well, why did God let sin and brokenness even come into the picture? Well, we as humanity have the choice and we made the wrong one. But instead of just leaving us in our sin and where God or where we had put ourselves, God's like, I have this grand rescue story that I'm going to put into motion. And I'm going to forgive my people. And that even though we live in this broken world, it's going to be a really cool opportunity for people to turn to me. Because if he saved and perfected the world, I mean, in perfection, if he did that here and now, we would have no need for God. Mm. And so instead he's like, I'm going to use this as an opportunity. Our God is a God who um, really redeems things. He's um, he's a second chance God. Like he will not waste, I think, an encouragement to anyone listening who feels like there's a part of their story that's not good. They don't yeah. trust God to be good because they're going through pain or whatever that may be, broken dreams, broken plans, just to remember that God wastes nothing and that he's still good out of the intentions of his heart. And he would not be good or loving if he just left us where we were, right? I mean, like he is good and loving because in spite of who we are, he came to do this. And so I'm really, really thankful that he repurposes things and that he has a plan for it. And so although that may seem like the cliche Christian answer, I would just remind you that God's most great and loving gift to you is that he would use the thorn in your flesh. Like Paul talks about the thorn in his flesh. We don't really know exactly what that was, but Mm -hmm. he uses that as a testimony and as a platform to not only change your life and and draw you closer to the Lord, but to just really move other people closer to the Lord. If you think about that, there's eternal significance for what you're going through. Um, And just to know that God's goodness does not change or ever flow on your circumstances that God is always good even when your circumstances are not yeah I love that it's so good he is always good even when your circumstances Mm -hmm. are not um and I love too that you said like he wastes nothing there's nothing that he's like all right I guess that just like happened and I don't know what to do with it or anything like that it's such an encouragement um thank you for sharing that I know that's a hard season, a hard thing rather, um, in your life. So thank you for being vulnerable here and too Mm -hmm. in your book about that. Um, I, I think it's just such a, such a sweet encouragement for so many because 
so many of us have really heavy things in our lives and to know that the Lord has a purpose for us for every season for hard things. And too, like you said, that he can redeem all things and that he does redeem all things. And it's such a good time to really cling to the Lord's promises. Um, and I, I love that you said too, like bringing it back to just the core of it of like, all right, well, the Lord gave me himself. And like, Mm -hmm. that is everything, you know? Um, and just shifting the perspective in, into that direction as well. That's so, that's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I mean, if you only had salvation through Christ, then that would be enough. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that's hard to say because we are, we're all so blessed. Right. Um, but if we think about it, like if we really had nothing, like no house, no food, no money, if we're saved by Christ, like that is the best gift we've ever been given. And so that's like where it all has to come. Like we, that has to be our home base for everything because uh, Ephesians 2, 8 through 10 is one of a, like a big passage in the book because I feel like it covers so much ground. It tells us where we began. It tells us that we're not in control, right? It's not by our own works. It's a gift of God, right? Mm. But then verse 10 tells us that we were created for good works that Christ prepared in advance beforehand for us. So it's literally the whole thing right? So it's like, okay, it's not by us, it's by grace, but we get to walk in a really cool plan that God has for us. God's plan, not our plan, but we get to be a part of it. And so I just love that verse and just how it encompasses literally everything about what it means to surrender, but also trust God and not be like, throw my hands up in the air. Like I'm going to be active. There's a lot of things that God wants us to do. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. Thank you so much. I want to ask you two before two things before we wrap up one, Mm -hmm. I want to ask you just for one extra bit of encouragement, whether it's related to surrender or not related, but before Mm -hmm. we do that, I want um, you to just tell us where we can get your book by the time this episode airs, the book will be out. Um, So where people can get it, where people can find Mm -hmm. you, follow you, get to know you, all that good stuff. And then we'll finish up with just a, just a last bit of encouragement. Perfect. Uh, Megan, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your beautiful audience with me today. It's been such a fun conversation. Always so uplifting. Um, you guys can find the book if you'd love to learn more. I hope this was just kind of a fun sneak peek and primer to so much in the book. Um, but you can find it at surrenderyourstory.com or literally anywhere that you find books. Um, Amazon, Target, Barnes & Noble, anywhere books are sold, you can buy it now because it's out in the world. You can get it like ASAP and go in store and grab it. Um, but would be honored for you to read um, because not only it's not just my story, like I keep saying this, it's not my story story. It's God's story of what it means to surrender our story. Like there's so much story in there, but like, it's, it's just exactly God's heart for us. And it may be intimidating, you know, to release that control. But I want to tell you that if you just go on this journey with us in this book, you're going to find more freedom and beauty and purpose than you could ever imagine. So pick up a copy. I'd love to hear from you what you're thinking. Um, And then my last little bit of encouragement, I think is that I've just been thinking about some of these phrases, like God wastes nothing, like we talked about, right? And I've been thinking about that God holds nothing back from Mm. you. And so I want you to know that, that God holds nothing back from you. Second Peter 1, 3 is one of my favorite verses. And Peter tells us that God has given us everything we need for life and godliness. And that God has not withheld things from you. Because maybe you're in a season right now that's hard to trust the Lord, or maybe you're in a season of loss or heartache or any kind of difficulty. And you feel like God is withholding from you, whether because you're suffering or whether because maybe you're looking at someone else's life and you think, okay, they're getting what I want, or, you know, it's life is easier for them. And you, and like that kind of spirals us to believe that God is withholding from us. 
And I want to tell you that God is just as good to you as he is to someone else that's getting what you want. Mm-hmm. God is always good because that's who he is. So I just want you to know to keep the faith and to know that God has a specific timing for your life that may be different from someone else, but doesn't make it any less good. And so in this in-between time that maybe you feel like God is holding out on you, I want to encourage you to get to know God and to draw closer to him and use this waiting time to be a really cool opportunity to depend on God and get to know him more with expectancy. Because let me tell you, God will blow you away in the way that he writes his story like even better than you could. Mm. Oh, that's so good. And yeah, I feel like I I needed that encouragement too. So thank you for that. Yeah. And friends, go follow Tara, hang out with her and get this book. I already got mine, pre-ordered it. Um, so I'll yes. probably have it in my hands by the time yes. that, um, this launches, which I'm so excited. And I cannot wait to read this. I just, I'm so stoked for, for this message that you're sharing and just to hear it mm. too in your own words. I'm, I'm so excited. So thank you for coming on the She Lives Purpose podcast and for encouraging all of my friends here. It was such a blessing. Thank you, Megan. I love you, friends.